Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey lady, welcome back. A special episode today as we are hanging out with a guest who is incredible. I think I say all my guests are incredible because truthfully they are and I love sharing this space with somebody else, somebody who you get to learn from, I get to learn from. Every time there is a guest, I am taking notes the entire time because there's so much for me to absorb. And every time I listen back, I learn so much even more, things that I missed the first time around. And today's episode with my guest, Don Canada, is absolutely no exception to that rule. Don is this amazing vulnerable, real, honest, enlightening human. She is so incredible. Don is a life coach and in her work with others, she opens up and shares her journey and her struggles of life, of being sexually abused as a young child and how that led her down to a path of numbing out. We have talked relentlessly about numbing through the last few months on this in several episodes on this podcast, and everybody numbs in a different version and in a different way and for different reasons, but you'll see some underlying themes here. And just like the strong powerhouse women that I've had on in the past and had the pleasure and the privilege of speaking to, Dawn steps into ownership of what she has gone through not owning the terrible things that have happened to her, but standing in her truth of it did. And I no longer want this to be my story that stands and defines me. I'm no longer going to let my actions that I used to cope when I was doing the best that I could do, I no longer want that to be who I am. She teaches us how to tap into our essence, how to actually learn who you are at your core. And when you are able to do this, you stand confidently and proudly in who you are and the rest begins to fall into place. Because when you have a clear version, as Don explains it, of who you are, not on the outside, not on the exterior, not in the stories of your past or your future, but truly at your core center, who is the soul that is thriving inside of you? When you nurture and love her, it exponentially flows out. It's so powerful. It's so amazing. Sit back, open up your ears, open up your hearts and your minds and soak in all that the amazing Dawn has to share with you. Welcome back, everybody. So excited that you are here and hanging out today. And it's always special when I get to have a guest here as well to share with you. So today we are chatting with Don Canada. Welcome, Don. Hi. Hi. Happy, Thanks. happy to be here. Yay, <laughs> me too. Again, yeah, we, this is round two for Don and I. So <laughs> whatever magic happened in round one, it's just going to intensify today. So we'll, we'll go from there since I had some interesting tech tech challenges. 
Don and I always like everybody to just introduce themselves and kind of share with everyone who they are. I like your words for that better than I could put it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Dawn. Um, I am a life coach. I, um, I'm a mom. I have two amazing boys. Um, they're five and six years old. I am a wife uh, to my husband that I absolutely adore. Um, we are best friends and we're kind of working on our own business. We have our own podcast and trying to kind of navigate how to build our own business together. Um, but I, I'm super passionate about um, helping people overcome adversities in their life, difficult things that they've had to deal with. Um, I know from my own personal um, trauma and uh, sexual abuse that I experienced in like my early childhood um, has kind of spurred me on this mission of just healing and, and helping others to have that same, almost like awakening, the, the same like healing in their own life. So it's a little, little snippet of who I am and what I do. <laughs> and, and thank you for sharing and for using your awakening to inspire other people. Mm. One thing that I really appreciate so much about you, Don, is your ability to take adversity and to look at shame and guilt and challenges and not sit in victim forever. You very yeah. easily could. You have every right to do that if you wanted to do that and you're choosing not to. And I just deeply appreciate that about you. Yeah. You know, I think I, I was listening earlier today to your interview with Lisa Price. Um, and I think just to piggyback off of what she was saying, like, it's a choice, like it's a choice whether you want to live in that state of victim. And again, yeah, I had every right to, I, I was sexually abused as a child and multiple times. And then, then I went to drugs and alcohol to, to really numb out that pain and that hurt, which then just created more trauma and things in my life that, you know, at the time I, I did the best that I could do with, with the knowledge that I had. Um, but in that I, I totally could have stayed, I could have stayed a victim and, and you know, that you, I think you said, like, you can either look at things happening to you or for you. And I think that's so powerful. Um, for a long time, I, I stayed in that place of things happened to me. Um, and it just, it's a cycle, like it creates this pattern in this cycle of what was me or I, like, this is, this is just the way I am. Like, this is just how it is. Instead of like breaking that story and saying like, no, I can choose something different. And, you know, like Lisa said, like she had a choice to be better or bitter. And I think it's the same with me. Like I, I had a choice to either use the, as you talked about a couple of weeks ago in your podcast, trauma, like use these traumatic experiences in my life to fuel me and to inspire me to help others, or I can choose to use it as a victim and, and stay in that state. And so, yeah, like, I think it's something for me that I really, I, I, it didn't come easy and it wasn't like overnight. And, um, I would, I stayed in a spiral of addiction for over six years of using drugs and alcohol to numb that pain and, and sex. Like I, I turned to those things to numb out and it just, it was a spiral. So I it did not happen overnight. It wasn't like, Hey, here I am. Like, no, it's, it's been a process. And even 
when I chose to, I chose to stop using um, or stop drinking for five years. And it was a choice that I made to kind of go deeper in my soul. What's really going on here? And I had to put all substance aside and really dig deep within to do that deep inner work. And again, it was a choice. And, and even today, it's getting up every day to make a choice to show up, to to try, like some days I don't want to, some days I don't want to get out of bed. Some days it, it's hard, but it's, it's being able to make that choice daily of I'm here to show up. What can I learn today? What, what does the world have to give? Like, I mean, even being in quarantine, like everything that's going on, it's like, how am I going to use these moments to grow, to learn instead of staying in woe is me or this sucks. My kids are home all the time. Like I'm not getting a break. Like, yes, all that's true, but I'm going to choose to learn and grow through it. Um, and I think we all, like, it's such a powerful message that Lisa shared that you share on your podcast. Like we all have this choice. And I think it's so important to recognize that. Like I have a choice in how I want to choose to respond to the trauma in my life, to being in quarantine to the the black lives matter movement like all of it like we have a choice and how we want to respond and i think it's so important to remember that and to, to honor that like what is your choice and take ownership in it like whatever you choose own it like empower it and and stand firm in it um so yeah there's so much of that that i want to dive into as we go and really saying what a privilege it is for the women that I'm able to speak to on this podcast to one to share and because you don't, you never have to. And that's, it's an honor for me to be able to give you a space to spread your wisdom to so many other people. And also it's such a privilege for me to be able to listen to the words that you spoke and so many others do of saying, I made this choice and it wasn't easy. It's really it's a, it's a default and it's, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's so easy for us to choose when we're having a rough time to, to look at it as this is happening to me. I can't help it. This is my story. This is my struggle. This is who I am. And mm -hmm. to hear words from people who have experienced some of the most unimaginable experiences that you could go through to stand on the other side and say, it doesn't have to be this way. This doesn't have to be the one thing in my life that defines me. Did it make me who I am? Yes. Is it easy? No, I choose every fucking day, some days, every day to be better, to, to pick other options into choices. So I appreciate that and thank you for that space. Yeah, no, I, I love that. <clears throat> And Absolutely. the other piece too, that is just your openness and your vulnerability. And the yeah. ability, I think that I appreciate, again, just piggybacking off of where we were of you saying, it's not easy. And I'm not going to tell you that doing this work makes the pain or the sadness that I experienced at another part of my life. I'm, I'm assuming you still feel that and grieve mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. Yeah, so, no, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, you know, I love that's something that is like so important to me is being vulnerable and honest and true. Um, 
and speaking my truth. Like I think for so long I felt shameful or I wanted to hide because of the things that happened in my life and, and, and because of the choices I made because of those things, like because of the trauma I experienced, I made very like horrible choices for myself as a, when I was in my twenties and in and, and college, like I, I used to feel so shameful of that, but I now see that by me speaking my truth, it empowers other women, other people to speak their truth. And I think our society like has this, just this like aura about it of like, keep your mask on. Don't show your true self. Like don't show that you're hurting, don't, like save face. Like there's just this stigma in, in society and social media, like only post the good photos and the pretty ones or, or the, the ones that look attractive. And I just think like, it's so against what I truly believe and what I think is honorable and noble is when you can take the masks off and when I can share my truth because it, it opens the door for so many other people. Cause we're like, we're not in this alone. Like I know there's so many other women that have experienced sexual abuse. I know there are, but we're so afraid to talk about it. Like we don't, it's so shameful or, or we did something wrong. Like, and I think it's, it's, threaded in our culture just to keep quiet and keep your head down and as women like we we need to be submissive and I, I also grew up in like a religious culture so I, I I have that in as well that I, I just had all these like blinders on and masks and cover like cover 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 and go to church on Sunday and smile and pretend like everything's okay or go to work and don't share with anyone what's really going on. And I just, I want to break that. I want to break that culture because I think it's, it isolates us. It keeps us separated. And so I appreciate you saying that about my vulnerability because it's something that I, I stand so firm on. I, you, you will see my true colors. Like I will say what I really feel. And like, that's something that I, I hold very firm is, is being true and honest. And I think because there was so much lying, especially when I was using drugs and alcohol. Like I, I lied so much. Like it was just everything to cover up all different things. Um, so now like it's something that's so important to me is that you're going to get the good, the bad and ugly from me. You're going to get it all. <laughs> um, I won't real. hold back. Yeah. Like good. Whatever you label it as you can call it whatever you want. It's yeah. real. At it's least. real. Yeah. 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 No, 100%. Was there a straw that broke the camel's back or something that just was the release of, I can no longer be in this space. I can no longer numb and hide under my mask. Mm. Um, You know, I I wrote a post about this because I feel it's, it's the whole rock bottom mentality. Um, And I think it's something that we hit rock bottom multiple times in our life. Um, so there was definitely like one pivotal moment for me when, um, when I started like really changing my lifestyle as far as using drugs and alcohol, um, I had hit like a bottom that I had never hit before. Like it was multiple times of ODing, um, multiple times of waking up with men I didn't know, um, and, and waking up in, 
in a house. I didn't know where I was. Like it was multiple times of that, that, that led, I mean, I'm talking six years of situations like that happening that led to a point that was like, okay, I don't, I don't like this anymore. I don't know what to do and I don't know where to go. And at the time my, um, my parents were involved with the church that my husband was actually, my now husband, um, was, he wasn't my husband then, but he was working for the church and he was leading a mission trip and they were going to Puerto Rico. Um, and my mom was like, hey, you wanna go? And at the time I was just reaching for something. I, I didn't know what, and I didn't know how to get my life together. Um, but I went on this trip by divine energy. Like now I know it was this like, storm, like this divine storm just working. Um, but I got to go and it was two and a half weeks and I, I was with the church. So I had no access to drugs or alcohol. And it was almost like this forced sobriety for two and a half weeks. And the clarity that I felt and, and the, like being around other people, serving, giving, it, it changed my life. Um, and that's when I met my, my now husband. Um, but at the time, like he became my best friend. Like we just clicked immediately. And for like two years, we were best friends after that. Um, but that moment was going on that trip and completely changing my lifestyle. Like I came home from that trip, did not touch another drug. I, I stopped drinking for a while, but then the drinking stuff kind of came back up, um, which was like, hey, another rock bottom, because then, you know, I graduated college, got married, and in our first year of marriage, I started drinking again, and it got to the point that, like, I would be getting drunk before my husband got home from work, and, like, he'd have no idea that I'd been drinking all day. Um, I, 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 noticed behaviors in myself I would shut down like we'd get in a fight and I wouldn't talk to him for a week like literally ignore him we live in the same house and like would get drunk to numb like what I was feeling um so those types of patterns you know I I, I truly believe like we have patterns in our life that continue to show up and it's it those patterns are kind of like your aha moment of like hmm I think I should get curious about this and so so then I hit like another rock bottom in our marriage where I wanted to leave him. We had gotten in like a huge fight and I wanted to leave and thank God he was like, no, that's not an option. Like it's not happening. Um, but I realized that I really needed some help. And so there was another rock bottom of like, okay, this isn't working. And so at that point is when I went to like recovery. That's when I did like a true AA recovery program. Um, and really started digging in deep with like some of this emotional trauma that I had. Um, so for five years I stopped drinking. Um, and then that time I had both of my boys. Um, and then, you know, as life progresses, there's just been other moments of like, we, as a family, we moved around the country and living in new places and not knowing anyone. There were some really hard moments. Um, so yeah, I feel like rock bottom can sound like so cliche, or I know you didn't even use that word. I'm, I'm putting it out there, but I think it's these moments in our life that drop us to our knees and you have a choice. Are you going to get up and choose to learn from whatever the situation is? Or are you going to stay down on the floor? And I think I've had so many of those moments over and over in my life. Um, 
and now like now I can see them for what they are now when those moments hit it's like okay like I'm going to sit here and cry for a while for sure because I think that's part of the process and moving through like tough shit you got to feel it like there's no you can't get around that process of it. you have to feel it and so whatever that means like for me it's crying like I, I am a crier and uh, I'm kind of a closet crier though I like to hide <laughs> I cry um I but I think too. yeah <laughs> when I cry and feel it then it's like okay it's time to get up and move and work whatever it is like work through it um and and then and I think when you go through like a lot of hard shit like when you really go through some tough shit it's like the little the I don't even say little because like you talked about in your podcast, you can't compare like one person's tough shit, maybe someone else's like easy thing. But on like, your you spectrum, can't, you can compare, exactly you can look at your spectrum of, of yes. Yes. And so like, for instance, uh, two weeks ago, we came home, we were away for a month. We came back in town and our entire house was infested with fleas and we couldn't come home for another week. Um, and like, and the, like, yes, that was tough. Don't get me wrong. Like it was hard. And there are a couple, there were a couple tear moments of like, what the fuck is going, like, why is this happening? But then like, once I was able to like sit with it and like lay in bed with my husband, I just started cracking up. I literally started laughing the first night. Like we were at another friend's house, like, and I started laughing. So it's like, we have a roof over our heads. We're fed. Like we're safe. We have a place to stay. Like, like what this is just comical like so I think as you as I've gone through life and like experienced hard things and not so hard things comparatively it's like I've learned to just move with it and like whatever whatever's good life is quarantine like whatever life is gonna throw at us it's like and don't get me wrong, there's been plenty of tears shed during this time of quarantine. And, and we've, ch we've made the choice to homeschool our kids. And like, that's a whole nother like shedding of tears and loss and grief of the life that I thought I was going to have with my kids going to school. But it's like, okay, like, I'm going to cry about it. And then I'm going to get up and we're going to, we're going to go like, I'm going to learn and I'm going to grow. And that was a really long answer to your question. No, but it was perfect. It really was because it just was getting my wheel spinning the whole time you were talking. And what I take away, and you can you can chime in and given and given your view on this, but really what I take away from that is life. And I I love that you brought up the post first of all because that was one of the first posts that I read of yours, and it struck me so hard because I agree. Mm -hmm. I've had challenges in my life and then guess what? I worked through them and some other really bad shit happened too. And, yeah. and so to be able to say life is going to continue to come at you, but until you deal with the root cause and maybe, mm -hmm. and maybe there's multiple root causes and maybe it's just learning how to deal and handle your emotions. Everything else is going to continue to feel like an attack against you. And you're not going to be equipped to deal with things that happen when they're monumentally, hugely traumatic mm -hmm. or when it's a smaller end of the spectrum of, oh my gosh, like quarantine happened and that sucks. Or I came home and I can't go to my house and it's stressful. So when we don't have 
tools to manage something way on this end of the mm. spectrum. We're really not going to have tools to do smaller and it just continues to compile on each other. Yep, absolutely. I love that you brought that up because you talked about that in the podcast, your trauma, the podcast about trauma. You talked about the, like having the tools and I think it's so important to have the tools and, and we're not taught that at a young age. Like it's no. not something that I know I wasn't, I know so many other people in our generation, like we are not taught how to feel, how to handle emotion. And a lot of times we're not even taught that like, it's okay to feel like it's typically like suck it up, stop crying. Like it's just this message of like, you can't feel what you're feeling. If you're throwing a temper tantrum in the store, it's like, you're embarrassing me as the parent. So let's stop this. Like, and I think it's, it's so like threaded in our culture and we're not taught, like we're not taught how to feel like, and it's so sad. I, I like, now that I'm a mom, I'm like, I'm experiencing this with my own kids. And then we go to, well, before quarantine, when we go to like soccer games or uh, basketball games or school and you see how other parents interact with their kids. And I'm just like, ah, like it's, it, it, it gets under my skin because it's like, no wonder we grow up as adults and we have all these issues. Like, no wonder, like it, it just breaks my heart when I see these little kids and like, they're, I feel like parents can be like, um, like a little kid with like an aunt and like squishing it. Like yeah. that's how I feel parents can be with children. It's like, ah, like the stuff has to be taught. Like it, it's not, it's not a learned or it is a learned behavior. Like it's not something that you're just innately like born and know how to deal with emotions. Like it's something that you have to learn. And, and, you know, luckily you, me, like there are people out there that have figured this out. And that's, I feel is our gift and our superpower is to share that with others because we just walk around in this life, like numb and unconscious and and we wonder why like our life is the way it is. And it's like, ah, you gotta, you gotta learn how to feel. You gotta learn how to deal. Like it's so important. Um, so yeah. And that too of, you know, you said nobody taught me this, uh, you know, I, I needed to learn that. And that's the same thing too. And for anybody listening out there, take it to heart. As Don said, as things that I'm working through and going through, nobody necessarily taught nobody taught me that first of all from any age and that's no fault on anybody that's where the the people yep. around me were and guess what I didn't I had to seek it out I had to seek it out it didn't just magically come to me one day as an awakening or an enlightening moment no I'm still seeking it out I'm still finding ways to really as I'm seeing the bottom line for all of us is we just need to know what emotions are and trust that they are okay to serve a purpose mm -hmm. and work on whatever method we need to release them. Yep, exactly. And that's where it is. Like it's, it's again, I feel like it's like a theme. It's a choice. Like it's a choice to learn. Like it really is. Like I, I could have, I could have made the choice to continue to numb out and continue to drink and, and to be that mom that is like drinking at four, three o'clock, four o'clock, like drinking all day. Like I could have made that choice. And I, and I, I am by no means my like shaming or judging any other mom out there. I, I fucking get it. Like there are days that I want to, 
but it's a choice that I make daily of like, no, that's, I, I don't, I don't want to be that. Like, and I think it's part of it is too, like being, um, like knowing who you want to be and who you are and who you're going to show up as in this world. Because when you have that foundation and you have that core, then you're going to make choices to empower that decision of who you want to be. Like, like, I, I think it's so important to sit down and really think about like, what for me, what kind of mom do I want to be? What kind of wife do I want to be? What kind of coach do I want to be? Who do I want to show up as? And then throughout the day, I make choices to empower that. Like I make choices that honor that person that I am, that, that true essence of who I am. Um, and I think it's so important to get in touch with that and to like, to know that. Um, Cause then, then you can sift through like the emotions and the feelings and it can help you. It can guide you through those, those pieces of it. Cause it's all part of the human experience. Like it's all a part of it and we're all going to feel it. Um, but it's navigating and having the tools to like work through it or honor it or, or whatever it may be. Um, so yeah. And such a that. nugget that you shared there too, is it's, seeing who you are at the court, feeling who you are at the court and getting in touch with that. Mm -hmm. For anybody who is doing this work, who has done the work, I don't think done is done the work. I think you, I think you always are doing the work, Yeah. but for anybody who is doing it, anybody who's thinking about it, it's fucking hard. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not an enjoyable space to be as you said making a choice to know that that allows you to be a a higher version of yourself step into the person that you truly are at the core and maybe for the first time ever in your whole being attached to who you are at the core Mm -hmm. and guess what if you don't like the person you are at the core you get the right and the responsibility and the joy and privilege to become whoever you want to be Yep, exactly. And that's something, you know, the, the, um, I'm a part of a coaching group and in this group, like one of the exercises that we had to do was you had to call 10 people that like know you well, and you had to ask them, um, to describe you with like three words essentially. And it was really cool to do that exercise because in it, you hear a lot of similar themes and I, I encourage people to do that. Like it's such a powerful exercise to get in touch with that essence and that true being of who you are, because the people that know, like you and trust you, they see that in you and they can, it's just cool. Like, it's just a cool experience to hear like how people perceive you. And then it's like, that's your true essence. Like that's who you truly are. And when you have that knowledge, it's like, oh, I get to be that person. Like, that is me. So therefore I can show up as that person in all situations. Like, and that was, it was so powerful for me um, to, in, in my healing journey and like overcoming, you know, some of, with all that I've experienced, like, of course there's insecurities, there's, there's um, fears, there's ways that I want to hold back and hide. And now like knowing my true essence of like who I really am, I have no excuse. I'm like, what the, what the fuck am I doing? Like, you are like an amazing person. You get to step into that and be that person. Um, so it's, it, I, I like hearing you say that. I was like, yeah, you know, sometimes it's hard to know who you truly are. And I think when you've lived so long with so many masks on, 
I, and I, I get it. Like I've been there. It is so fucking hard to find who that person is. Um, and that's something I teach in my coaching program. Like I teach people how to find that inner voice. Like I, I teach you how to listen, how to get still because we all have it. But I think it's just been so long of patterns to cover it up that it, it takes some digging. It's, it's an onion. Like you got to pull off all the layers to get down to that core because it's there. It is, but it just, it does take time and practice to really listen. Um, so yeah, I love that you brought that up. You mentioned before you took steps to change your lifestyle. What are some of the steps that you took to change that? How do you tap into that essence? What, where does that space stem from? You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is, I don't know who said this quote, but you are the five people you surround yourself with. And in AA, they teach you that. Like they teach you to change your, they, they say your playground, your play things and your play friends. And essentially it's like changing the people you hang out with the places you hang out and the things you use. Um, so in a very granule, like for addiction level, like that was, that was the start of it. And, and for me, I, I, I literally, like I deleted my whole Facebook account at that point. Like I disconnected from anyone that I could call to get drugs from. I disconnected from anyone that I used to party with. I stopped going to bars. Um, so I like at that point, you know, when I was 21 or 22, I think I was like at that point in my life, it was literally like wiping all that out and, and starting with a clean slate of making new friends. And it's like, even, and so now it's like, who are the five people that I surround myself with? Now, obviously we can't, um, hang around people, but, um, in my work life and, and my friends, like I get to choose who I surround myself with because those, you really do become who you surround yourself with. And like, not unfortunately, like, I think it's actually like, it can be a beautiful thing. Like you get to choose who you want to be around that will level you up and, and call you higher. Um, so that's like very practical, like what, what changed. And, and now, you know, being a mom, I make choice. I, I know moms, that drink and, and live more of a party lifestyle with their kids. And I just choose not to, that's not the mom that I want to be. And, and the example that I want to set for my kids. Um, so for me, it's like making those conscious decisions and we've moved around a lot. And so even in that, it, I, I joke around with my husband, um, cause we're looking at moving again. Um, but I'm, yeah, I always say it's like the dating game with friends. Like I'm dating my friends <laughs> cause it's like a short window of time. <laughs> exactly. But, um, you, cause you hang out with people and it's like, do our kids get along? Do I get along with the moms? Do the dads get along? Are we cool? Like, can we talk about this? Can we talk about that? Now it's like, where do you stand with COVID? Like, so there's so many like factors moving around and making new friends, but again, it comes down to like knowing my core values and knowing who I truly am. And do these people align with that? And so now it's more of, I, I don't go to bars obviously anymore. Like that kind of stuff is not even like in my frame of reference, but now it's more of the friends that we hang out with, like, and, and who are our kids hanging out with that kind of stuff plays more into this stage of life. Like, and that's more of like the play 
play things. Yeah, play things um, or play places. Like that's more of like now I'm just very intentional about that of who I'm surrounding myself with. And are they calling me higher? Like, are they calling me to a level of consciousness that I want to be? Um, Cause it's so important. Like, like you said, like the work is never done. Like you're just constantly growing and learning. And I choose to surround myself with people that are in that same circle that are, are constantly trying to grow and learn and are not afraid to call me out in my shit. Like I, I need that too. Um, so yeah. Cause ultimately it's protecting about you have your boundaries set of protecting you at your core who you know you are at your essence, who you want to continue to elevate towards mm-hmm. and the core of your family, protecting, you know, the, the pieces closest to you. And that's a strong stance to take of this is my boundary because it's not that I am judging your boundary or anybody else's, but for me and for who I want in my circle, that's a very important piece. Yep, exactly. And again, it comes back to that, like knowing who you truly are, like and knowing, knowing what's valuable to me and what's important. And, and once I gained clarity on that, it's like, okay, I can make choices to empower that person, um, empower who I am and what I care about. And a lot easier to stand in your truth when you know clearly what it is. Exactly. When you have no idea what it is, who, I don't know where yeah. or what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. 100%. Yep. And it almost like it gives a sense of like confidence of like, yeah, this is what's important to me. So no, I'm not going to hang out with you or sorry, this isn't going to work. Like no harm, no foul. Like you do you, I'll do me. And it's cool. Like, but I think knowing that it does, it gives a sense of like ease about it. It's just like, okay, like no judging. (laughs) I think that was the best definition of confidence I've ever heard. Like for the first time in my life, that really clicked of, that's actually what confidence is. It's not mm. being arrogant or boastful or thinking anything. It's just standing in truth and honesty and being really comfortable with that. Yeah. Being oh, I'm really love, proud hey, of I that. can write a, write a post about you that. You go right ahead. You take that. That was your words. You take it and run with it because that love was it. perfect. Yeah, perfect. no, it's so true. I love it. Absolutely love it. Don, where uh, can people find you? You talked about coaching. What does that look like if people want to work with you or learn more? Um, you can find me on Instagram. I don't have a website yet. Still kind of working with that, but find me on Instagram. Send me a message. Um, I can kind of send you more information. Um, I typically only work with people for three months. Um, I think it's so important in, in your growth to, to commit to something longer. Um, it take growth takes time. You didn't get to where you're at overnight. So therefore to change it, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, so I do, I have a minimum that I work, we work three months and yeah, like I, you'll, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me I'm, my email. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm sure Megan, you can share my email in here as well. Um, yep, all of that but you can, yeah, you can DM me. That's probably the best way to find me. Um, so and yeah. talk about your podcast, you and TJ. Yeah. So um, TJ and I, um, we started, I think it's almost been a year that we started it. We, we haven't been very consistent. It's something we are growing in. <laughs> um, but it's really, the name of it is um, our journey in the arena. And if, if you're, I don't know if you're familiar with the um, 
Franklin uh, Roosevelt quote where he talks about, Brene Brown talks about it a lot, but in her book, Daring Greatly, it's, it's about being in the arena and being in the fight and being the arena, meaning, um, um, oh my gosh, what's the Roman empire, like how, how they were like in the arena um, fighting and stuff. And essentially like it's a comparison to life. Like it's not about getting the accolades or like being praised for the things you do or quitting and running out of the arena when it gets hard. No, it's staying in when there's the blood, the sweat, the tears, like that's where the magic happens. And when you can stay through that, then you get the glory. And so that's been our podcast is really like our journey in the arena and how we've overcome, how we've built. My husband was in restaurants um, for six years and in it, um, I, I watched it suck his soul away. Um, he, he gave his soul for the job and for the money and he missed out on, ooh, I'm gonna get emotional, but he missed out on our kids' lives when they were babies and he sacrificed everything for us. And in that, I think he realized that, what is this life? Like, why am I doing this to miss out on all the things I love? And so in that, we, we decided to leave everything. We left a shit ton of money. We left equity in this company, left it all, moved in with my parents, sold half of our stuff. Um, my parents took us in and let us live with them for a year. And we've built our businesses. Like, and so our podcast is really sharing our story of like, hey, we've gone through a lot of shit and we've overcome a lot, but you can too. And I think it's really our way of like highlighting that like we're in this together. We're in this fight together. We're in the arena We're we're trying, we're showing up and you can too. Um, so that's really like the, the heart of our podcast is that, you know, stay in the fight, stay, stay in the blood, the sweat, the tears, because again, that's where the growth and that's where the beauty happens. And we have, we're quirky and funny and goofy and I break out in songs sometimes and it's just fun. Like it's just all light and fun, but yet deep and very spiritual. Um, this deep essence about us that we both, we both have this, this spiritual root within us that we really want to give to people and serve people. That's actually how our relationship started was on a mission trip. And we, when we first got married, we worked in the, uh, the church that we were going to and we worked together in ministry and then, you know, we left it all. And, and that's where now we just have this deeper, higher level spirituality, um, not religion. And so really like that's our, our mission is to give back to people in this way of really, really helping people see that like through our raw vulnerability, authenticity, like we can all be connected and we can show love in that way. Um, so yeah, that, that's our podcast. I'd love it for people to come check us out. Um, we're, we're, we're working on it. We want to get a little intro and all that kind of stuff. We, we like, it's very bare minimum, but we just have fun and we love it. So that's all that matters yeah. and coming full circle too. you said in the beginning, you know, you speak your truth to empower, empower others and you and TJ as a group collectively in your shared Instagram stories and TV, mm -hmm. IGTVs. And in that podcast, that's ultimately what you're doing collectively just yep. as a team. Yeah. That. And people can come see us on Mondays. We're starting our, our Monday, Monday coffee talk too. And yeah. I do live. So cool. Um, you can find us there. Oh, I like that. So yeah. 
we always wrap up with the two questions and the first being, what would you say is your super weapon? Oh, my vulnerability mm -hmm. for sure. It Absolutely. And all of this and everything that we've talked about. Yep. And what does being fierce mean to you? I mean, in, in light of that, I think fierce, um, confidence that is, is knowing who you truly are and, and owning it and, and being okay with all pieces of it. Like I think fierceness is, is honoring all parts of who you are and, and standing firm in that and, and that you're going to be true and vulnerable and honest. And I think that's what fierce really means is having that courage to be fully seen. The question that I, I love that question because every single person that I ask it, it completely backs up everything that they'd shared in the oh, I love that. before that. Every <laughs> single time. Like I love listening to it because I don't I don't know what it's gonna be, obviously. Yeah. But as I'm listening to it, I'm like, well, yeah, she just proved that for the last <laughs> few minutes. That that's exactly what she thinks that it means, and that's who she is. I love it. That's awesome. Oh, so fun. Don, this has been incredible. Round two is even better than round one. I agree. Um, hard to beat round one, but we did it in round two. So thank you. Thank you for sharing this message. And for everybody listening, go and check out Dawn, check out her work, her podcast with TJ and their Monday coffee chats too. Yeah. What a great way to start your week. Exactly. Thank you so much, Dawn. Thank you, Megan. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode, and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.